GameZillaMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of the major gaming news. The GameZilla Podcast. Look, that comes one of the Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in gaming entertainment. I'm your host, Grim the Dino, and with me remotely, my co-host, Player One Miggy, and Butterboy. How's it going? Great. I'm another year older. I'm another... Yeah, happy birthday, you old son of a... Nice guy. (laughs) But I'm good. I'm good. Feeling great. Uh, got some new things going on, and uh, yeah, yeah. How you guys doing? I missed you. It's been a whole week. Damn. I, uh, I've, I've let I've let Fortnite consume my life. Uh, <laughs> yes. I think I'm gonna lose yes. the house. I think I'm gonna lose my car. Um, All worth it. Any, any, you can move yeah, into any, the Fortnite any, house with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, um, I'll get tested. And then I'll go on a, a quarantine living in a tent in your backyard until I can slowly make my way room to room to your house mm-hmm. and join uh, join Fortnite house. Yeah. Yeah. We, we and just we get a pro team together. Yeah. We just redid the entire living room to basically be like our um, it's our study session. So we got we got a brand new couch. It's massive. We can all sit on the couch. We got this. We got this uh, 106 inch TV now that we blocked the front window because natural light's bullshit. So we just blocked the whole window with a TV that we can rewatch our replays and talk about why we suck so much and how we can get better. Yeah. I, other than me being concerned of everyone getting rickets from not having uh, that vitamin D from the sunlight. Nah, I'm super supportive got, of, of we, the concept. Artificial you, lighting inside the room that they give us our vitamin D and, and C and all the other vitamins that we need. So don't worry. If we, if you don't get a vitamin from the light, then, then the injections will help you. Don't worry. Did you say it would be a pro team or we're going to get our own pro team? Oh, uh, I said protein. Like, I'll grill some burgers. <laughs> okay, I'm thinking of, like, marketing deal. Get that butter-flavored protein coming out. Let's go. Yeah, I'm still working on getting us a deal with Jitterbug to get those flip phones. So <laughs> I got I got a lot I got a lot of, a lot of pots in the fire or whatever people say. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, the Fortnite house is real, man. It's real. I had, there was one obstacle, and that was, that was my wife. I converted her to Fortnite, and it's all over now. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's actually really impressive that you have the wagons hooked up to the corgis and they deliver your meals <laughs> yeah. by pulling a little red rider rag- wagon behind a corgi. It's yeah. it's quite a quite a setup you have. Yeah, Say it again. Say it again. Yeah, that was it was pretty easy to train those two. I mean, it, you know, it got a lot easier after the after we decided to give our we put our two weeks in today at both of our jobs. And we realized that that now we have to depend on the dogs and their fame on Instagram in order for us to be able to eat. Yeah, corgi. I mean, V-Bucks don't come cheap, so those dogs got to get working. It's true. Corgi booty. It's true. We'll sell them out now. Anyways, welcome <laughs> to episode 349 of the Games Little Podcast, uh, brought to you by our lovely patrons. Yeah, thank you so much to all of our supporters. Patreon.com slash GameZilla Media is where you need to go. If you're watching us on Twitch, if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to us, and you're like, you know what? These guys, 
are giving me at least a dollar worth of entertainment every month. That's only 25 cents of entertainment for every single show. If you get in on the ground level of our Patreon, there is a $5 exclusive content level. That's where we really want you to be because that's where you're getting the exclusive shows that aren't available anywhere else on the internet. Every show in the GameZilla Media Network presents to you one bonus show per month. And guess what? This week, GameZilla drops our must or bust, and it's a doozy of, of a show this month. We have a lot of fun giving you a rundown of the carnival of crap that is the gaming releases <laughs> for the month of March. So please consider joining us as a $5 patron, patreon.com slash games in the media. If you join us at the $1 level, there are some cool perks and we greatly appreciate it because every dollar helps us pay the bills to keep games in the media up and running and keep the games in the podcast in your ears and in your eyeballs for free for everyone every single week. So thank you so much to all of our patrons and also thank you to all of our soon to be patrons. Yeah. I never thought I'd be as frugal as, uh, as the butter boy here. Never. Like I spend way too much money on dumb things, but then after he delivered the list of games in March, I realized this, this March is the March that him and I are, are equals when it comes to saving money. Just keeping that money in the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> find out why buried <laughs> in weird places in the woods throughout michigan <laughs> all right so um it's been a few weeks now but you guys do know we changed up the format of the show a little bit it's a little more organic we uh we each pick a topic that we want to talk about it can be news related if there's news that warrants to be talked about otherwise it can be more personal and things that are just going on within our lives around gaming and uh Today, we're going to start it off with um, with Butterboy taking the uh, first topic. So what are we discussing, Butterboy? We're talking about the Pokemon anniversary, all the announcements that happened last week. And of course, a boy Posty going, I don't want to be with you, Pokemon. Yeah, I want to be the very best. Mm mm. Anyways. And the blowfish. Uh, so, <laughs> so <laughs> did you guys watch, did you guys watch the, uh, post Malone digital concert for Pokemon? So here's what, here's what I, I thought this would be interesting. This is the, this is 100% why I did this. I, I, I'm not lying right now, but yeah. I thought it'd be a great idea for you to tell me everything that happened on the Pokemon direct and then me react live here on stream. Like I never saw it. Yeah, yep. It's the only uh, reason big, I didn't big, watch the watch it. Big brain, big play. You're you're ahead of the curve. Uh, you you want that that live reaction content, and I'm yeah. here to bring it to you. I did hear <laughs> the post Malone was there, and I heard he sang some Pokemon stuff, and that's about it. Uh, so <laughs> Post Malone performed a couple of his songs with po- Pokemon. You know, like it was like a it was like the other digital uh, presentations event. It's a cartoon version of post Malone in the Pokemon world performing, you know, spacey music video, Pokemon everywhere, going through different Pokemon locations and seeing the different creatures. Um, and he did a new cover of, uh, I only want to be with you by Hootie and the blowfish where they actually sampled some Pokemon music in there. It's a, it's a fine rendition. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and act like, uh, I am hip, with it and with yeah, but Post, you Malone. Post Malone's like your favorite though. I mean, listen, it goes like Post Malone, Kiss, Ozzy Osbourne. Like I think that's the order. See, but here's the thing that about your information, you're getting a little twisted. One, Kiss is the worst. <laughs> Two, 
Post Malone is on some Ozzy, is on an Ozzy track. Ozzy's on a Post Malone track. They're boys, a.k.a. Post Malone. You get a hall pass with me if you're cool with the Oz man. You're cool with me. Also, Post Malone cool with Stone Cold Steve Austin. How am I going to not like someone that's at least cool with Stone Cold Steve Austin? So, Post Malone, you're all right for, for being what the kids like. Uh, but this this was a fun event. I'm not going to lie. I had it on my phone while I was playing Fortnite. So it's not like I was deeply focused in on this. <laughs> this shows you how far gone this man is. Exactly. There's there's a list of people that I go to when I need help with Pokemon. There's a list of people that I'm like, I don't care what your question is in the universe of Pokemon. These five people will have the answer. Butterboy is like number two. <laughs> number two, arguably one and two. He, he he shifts in that position. He was playing Fortnite when this event was going on. I, I love the, what's going on. One of the other here. people on your list was playing Fortnite with me. That's, that's un, that, yeah. Yeah. And that's why I say you two are like, yeah. That, it, oh, my goodness. It, wow. We originally had a hard stop at seven o'clock so we could both watch this. And we pulled it up on our phone and we were like watching it like in between drops. And like we had him and listen to it. And we're both like, well, we're glad we didn't stop gaming to watch that. <laughs> because it really was just like a post Malone music with Pokemon. It, it was fine. It was a fun enough celebration. Nothing happened in it that was like mind blowing. It wasn't some sort of transformative thing. There was no announcement with it other than they are coming out with a Pokemon uh, 25th anniversary celebration album this fall uh, with artists, including uh, Jay Balavine, uh, Katy Perry, and probably a bunch of other people I've never heard of. Jay Balavine. I only know about you because they ran YouTube ads about you for like a month straight that I couldn't <laughs> figure out how to disable. Um, but uh, it, it, it was fine. Again, uh, I, I was glad enough. I put it on my phone. I'm I'm not sad that I didn't drop everything to focus 100% on it. Uh, did, Miggy, did you watch it at all? Uh, I did not. I, I caught like clips, um, but no, I didn't sit and watch it live as it happened. Yeah. I no. can tell you that, I, that I was hanging out with Testonomics, playing some video games. He gave me like the, a very high level rundown and his level of excitement just really wasn't there about it. It was like, you know, he was like, yeah, they did this, this and this. It was cool. And so, like, it just drove me where I'm like, if this if this guy isn't like hyping it up, then like, I really don't care, you know. But um, but here we are talking about it. So tell me more. I mean, it, that you, I've told you everything I have to tell you about it. It's on well, YouTube. You got to announce like, isn't there? They announced some games, didn't they? I thought there were. We're just talking about the Post Malone concert. Yeah, I just the Post Malone. This is a whole different thing. Oh, we were just talking about the concert. That's all you wanted to talk about? Yeah, why would I want to talk about new game announcements or anything like oh, that? Like, who okay. cares? It's all about Post Malone. All right, all right cool. That's your day. It's your topic, man. Are you done then? You want to move on to Miggy? <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Okay. So, so, so that was its own event on Saturday night, but uh, I believe it was thursday or friday afternoon uh we did have a pokemon presents which is the pokemon version of a nintendo direct basically and the whole way leading up to it the discord the gamezilla discord was a buzz because it was like geez what are we going to learn today about the very anticipated very hyped pokemon sleep add-on coming to pokemon go where you can catch pokemon while you sleep Nothing. They didn't even talk about it. They haven't talked Aww. about this in years. When are we getting Pokemon Sleep? When are we getting it? 
Pokemon Company, quit jerking me around, Niantic. Uh, they started off the showcase with uh, showing off some more stuff about the, the new Pokemon Snap that we're getting in March, April, April next month. I don't know. I don't even know what day it is. Uh, so it's I think it's coming out late next month. Pokemon Snap. It hasn't moved the meter for me to have excitement around this game because when the original Pokemon Snap came out, I went out that day, was at the, was that family video when it opened, rented it, and my buddy and I played through the entire game that day. And I have concerns that if I were to purchase the new Pokemon Snap, it would be very similar where I would burn through the game in a day. Now, I, I know from having conversations that this game is going to evolve a little bit. There's going to be a little bit more unlockable. Again, it's 20 years later. Of course, the game's going to be a little more advanced, but I don't personally have any excitement around the new Pokemon Snap. Do either of you? No, no. I never played the first Pokemon Snap. I rented I rented the first Pokemon Snap, and I thought it was fine back then. Um, I'm a little intrigued on checking it out now. Um, I mean, like like you said, it's a it's a, it's a different time, so possibly enhancing it with some DLC or whatever. So I may I may check it out, but I'm not that excited for it. Grant, it's surprising to me that you've never played Pokemon Snap because I've been telling a lie about you for years. <laughs> when people are like, "Oh yeah, you know Grim, uh, yeah he he's a professional photographer," right? I'm like, "Yeah, you know he got introduced to Pokemon Snap as a kid, and it was his inspiration to become a photographer." I've been telling people that for <laughs> our entire friendship. <laughs> And now I found out it was a lie, even though I knew it was a lie because I made it up 15 years. <laughs> I was about to say, I've never actually even heard this rumor. So that, that's, <laughs> this is new to me. <laughs> just started today. I think I yeah, own Pokemon the- Snap. I just never played it. <laughs> uh, so uh, there were a lot of rumors going around for a long, long time. Uh, at least the last couple of years that we were going to see a remake of the fourth generation Pokemon games which are Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. Well, it was announced, and it is true. We are getting Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl, and they'll be available uh, this fall. I'm guessing they'll be the November release for Nintendo. That's when they tend to like to put out Pokemon games. Uh, But the, the weird thing about this is it's not being directly developed by the Pokemon company. It's being developed by ILCA, So I had to do a little bit of research and was like, what the hell is ILCA? So uh, they are a Japanese development company. Uh, They did primary work on developing Pokemon Home. So they have uh, at least a foot into the Pokemon uh, ecosystem and they've contributed to the franchise. Uh, But they're kind of best known as like a supplemental developer that does help. They've They've done work on Yakuza Zero, Dragon Quest, uh, 11, Near Automato, uh, Naruto game, and uh, more recently also on Ace Combat 7. So uh, they've contributed to some very popular games. Very. Uh, they didn't have much on their resume as a game that they've developed. Now they are essentially rebuilding this game. Um, and it's not what we normally see when it comes to Pokemon remakes. Traditionally, when we get a Pokemon remake, uh, starting at the first remakes, they did uh, Fire Red and Leaf Green. They build the game using the current generation game engine. So when we got Fire Red and Leaf Green, it was built off of the... Oh, we lost him. That is a a perfect picture to lose him on. uh... (laughs) Someone clip that! Someone clip clip that! that. Clip it! Clip it! (laughs) 
Uh, we'll get him. We'll get him right back. Oh, yeah, there, oh, there he is. We'll there get him right he back. Is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nobody. Right, right. Nobody. Nobody. Bring your bring your cam back here. Okay. Well, that was uh, weird. My Discord like temporarily blipped out on me. Yeah. Yep. Um, All right. Anyways, where was I? Where was I? Guys? You were ta- you were talking the difference about the engines, how the the remakes are built on the current yeah. engine. Yeah, so when they did uh, Heart Gold and Soul Silver, they based on the Diamond and Pearl engine, and and so we've always got something that that was an old game remade in the new style. Um, the last time we got remakes, uh, that so, were we had po- we had the Let's Go Eevee games; those were a little bit different. But we had the Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire that used the Generation uh, Six engine right. to look like X. So and y. in theory, this should this. Are you saying in theory, if it was to go that way, we should see a Sword and Shield engine being used for this remake? I think that's what everyone was assuming we were going to get. We were going to get a Sinnoh uh, adventure in the Sinnoh region using the Sword and Shield assets and war, you know, and design, and it was going to be like revisiting that world, uh, but look like Sword and Shield. Well, that's not at all what we got, and it it, it seems like it's really splitting uh, some members of the Pokemon community because what we're getting from this developer is much more akin to uh, visually the Link's Awakening remake that we got on the Nintendo Switch, where it is a remake that is much more true to the original. It's a top-down, cute... uh, just sort of updating or reimagining of the original design of the game to look nicer. It's not a full 3d adventure. Like we all were expecting to get Uh, it. It looks like a prettied up version of the original where the, the routes are all to scale. The buildings are all to scale. The character models are still like the, the little top down guy. So for me, who's an old school Pokemon fan, there is the aspect of nostalgia to go. Yeah, it's going to be really fun going back to the Sinnoh region and experiencing this game in this way. But also there's that part of me of like, I still own Pearl and a DS and a, and a 3DS. If I wanted to play it like this, I could save 60 bucks and just restart my copy of Pearl and play it. So there, there's kind of a tear where it's like, yeah, it, it's going to be nice to play it on Switch and play on the modern system, but it's not an overhaul. It is much more akin to a close to accurate remake. Um, so I think a lot of people were disappointed by that. I think they kept it that way too, just just for um, nostalgic purposes, by this being an anniversary uh uh you know celebration i think that was their their reasoning for keeping it uh you know with that graphical style i think it's a complete just laziness i think it's you know we we already know the game freak and and them are working on something else and so this other company getting brought in that you know we sit here and give them credit to having some involvement in the pokemon universe by building um, a locker so that you can move your pokemon back and forth from games is is nothing as far as i'm concerned being um, proven to be able to handle a pokemon game and that's why that's why they just settled with the fact that we're going to let you do a slight a slight remake and I'm sure I'm sure Game Freak was like, we're not giving you the sword and shield engine because the only people that are going to be working on with the sword and shield engine is us. So, I mean, and it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the other the other games that you're referencing that did get that treatment that we that we're missing here, they got that treatment from Game Freak, not from some third party company that that you know has never touched Pokemon before. To, to my knowledge, there haven't been other 
development studios directly involved in this way where this is like they're handing it over to them. I do agree that more than ever, this does feel a little bit like a cash grab. I really wanted this generation to get a modernized take on it, opposed to a throwback. If now again, I, I know the pre-orders out there. I'm assuming there's going to be a $60 game. If this is a yeah. $40 game, I am way more on board with it because that's the cost of what the original game would have been. You know what I mean? But char almost changing nothing into the game and charging 60 bucks for it does seem uh, a little cash grabby when it wasn't uh, first party developed in house. Yeah. Am I oh, go ahead. Oh, say so my you too. This is going to be their big title. This is going to be their Pokemon title um, for this year's holiday season. So yeah, sixty bucks. People are going to jump on it. So this is a letdown for me, honestly. I I think um, I would have been excited for um, for this game because I did like this generation. Um, I you know I, it was right around that time that I feel like I jumped back into Pokemon, and um, you know for me this is a this is a um a bust for me at this point because I don't I don't want a, a 3DS looking game for my Switch. I wanted a Sword and Shield engined, you know, next uh, another another adventure for me to go on. Uh, be it one that I've already done and I can and I can re enjoy like the Let's Go game or something like that that we've that I did enjoy. Um, but I enjoyed it because it was so different. I don't. I'm not looking for a very similar experience on just a bigger device or whatever. Like you said, I own a DS still. I own. I own the poke. You know, the the, uh, the DS game still. I could just fire that up and play it if I want. So um, this just seems like a like a really just kind of a lazy move where it's like we need something. Well. We let our our you know while we let Game Freak work on something while we let these, this other stuff get developed and that's whatever if that's if that's the answer if that is the reason why and it does seem to be um, that's fine but uh, to you can't you can't have like a a process that you've done for generations and then the first time that we we're coming around here on the switch. The first time people get excited about, oh man, it's gonna be, it's gonna happen. We're gonna get, we're gonna get just this reimagination, you know, world for uh, for Pokemon, and then they're like, oh well, yeah, but no, we're not. We're just gonna, we're just gonna let this weird company that helps everybody else out. Like you named off some big games that they've that they've touched, but without further, I, and I haven't researched this, so I can't really like dog them, but like. What did they do? If 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 they made Pokemon Home, did they make the UI interface for all these games? And we're gonna find out that's all they ever did for for some of these big games. Um, I don't know. For me, for me, I I I heard the rumors, and then again I talked to Test, uh, our Pokemon expert, and I heard what he said, and I was like, wow, really? That's kind of a that's kind of a letdown. And I and I feel like I feel like. He, I think he'll pick it up. I think he'll play it. He's a Pokemon person, but but I think I, I could sense that there was that same kind of feeling coming from him too. Yeah, yeah. I am. I, I I imagine I'll buy it at whatever price it is. Uh, I did like the generation. It will be fun to re-explore that. And again, I we're, we're the overworld and everything is very retro inspired. The battles still look a little bit more modernized, which. It is nice. It's not like they pixel arted us on that. All right, moving on. This this was the hype. This was the mystery, and this was the thing that that I didn't see coming at all. 
So we talked about that we are going back to the Sinnoh region or the Generation 4 region in this maybe half-assed remake available this fall on the Nintendo Switch, but coming out in 2022, a brand new adventure in the Sinnoh region. Now, they they opened this up with this trailer, and you could tell that this isn't modern Pokemon time. The, the futuristic technologies of it are all gone. It seems more primitive. It seems more more of a throwback and i'm like what's going on is this a new pokemon conquest game which was a uh a tactical turn-based uh you know uh it would have been like fire emblem version for pokemon i was like are we getting another one of those uh which was available on the ds and like you, you watch it go you watch it expand and it's just this this it looks like it takes it takes place hundreds of years before anything we've known in the Pokemon universe. It looks uh, like similar to when you see the throwbacks in the story in Pokemon X and Y. It looked like it was more in that time, just a, a very um, ancient form of Pokemon. And we find out what we're getting is a game called Pokemon Legends Arceus. Now, for people that know the lore of Pokemon, Arceus is like the Pokemon god, allegedly the Pokemon that created all other Pokemon. So to me, this looks like we're getting some sort of origin story. It's it's supposed to be an open world game. It, it, it looks like a mix between Pokemon Sword and Shield and Breath of the Wild with a large, expansive world. Uh, they show you doing like live throwing of a Pokemon to capture a Pokemon without battling it. So is there going to be some mechanics similar to let's go? I, you know, it's all speculative. Of course uh, you see, you know, the battles look like they're traditional Pokemon battles. Um, this had me really excited because uh, Pokemon's never necessarily had a really consistent canon we know in in the seventh generation they added the different dimensions and things like that so people are always trying to stitch things together to make up a story so where we have a remake that looks half-assed in the Sinnoh region now we're getting a pokemon prequel taking us back and giving us that expansive world that new game something that's modernized um and i don't know this had me like way too excited <laughs> like so where with the diamond and pearl remakes i was like oh well yeah i'll play it this has me like i want to know so much about this game right now because again this is me hype training this is me getting way ahead of myself is this the maybe more challenging pokemon game that i wanted with it being a more open world and a less linear game because sword and shield were super linear and it really bummed me out the lack of challenge in the story mode in this. Is this going to be a very explorative game where like breath of the wild, you're, you're able to go where you want to go and experience the game, how you want to experience it with learning more of the, how the Pokemon universe started, how Pokemon training started, even the pokeballs, when they throw them, they have like a little latch on them. Like they take the technology out of it. I you have to watch the trailer for it to really get what I'm saying. Uh, but I'm actually super excited about this. And one interesting thing is they didn't, uh, the, it looks like their starter Pokemon. They they showed off Rowlet, Cyndaquil and Oshawa, which are fire, grass and water starters for all from different regions. So I, I think there was someone somewhere out there. Maybe it was part of one of the trails that said like the professor or someone in this game, brought these Pokemon in from these different regions. And there's people theorizing that, you know, since Rowlet is an archer and Oshawa, you know, Samurai has like a sword. Like, is it, uh, you know, is it like sort of like knight era or feudal Japan era? And like people are 
trying to come up with what Cyndaquil could be in that. So there's there's already internet detectives trying to put a lot of stuff together. And this game isn't coming out to 2022, uh, but it has my ex. I mean, just because it's something new and different. Like we do complain that like the Pokemon formula is the Pokemon formula. And, you know, they did a good job mixing things up with the wild area and the DLCs in this generation. Uh, but this truly looks like a different mindset and approach to both the gameplay and the lore. And it, it at least has me excited. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? I have no idea, but I'm excited for new. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited. I'm right there with you. Um, uh, that the whole Pokemon formula just just seemed to have grown old with me. I did not care. I think the last Pokemon I played was for the the DS, and like you know, even though the graphics started getting better and they added new things to it, um, it just it felt like more of the same thing, you know. But when I saw this, I actually cared about Pokemon again. I actually want to throw money at this game. I I want to follow the development of this game. I want to see more. Um, I mean, the fact that this is Pokemon Breath of the Wild, yeah, I'm there for it. I can't wait to play it. And if I find out that they throw my boy Squirtle in there, let's go. I'm, 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 I'm hey, get all my money, get all my money. But uh, I'm excited. This is things. This is something that fans have been asking for. This is what we thought we were getting when they were coming out when we were getting the Let's Go series. And then when we found out more about that, people were a little disappointed. But uh, I'm glad that they're, you know, hopefully giving us what what we uh, what we've been asking for. So, you know, obviously this was the one thing that Tess and I talked about, and it sounds really cool. This is obviously what Game Freak is working on. You know, this is probably why they can't do the the other side of it and why we're why we're seeing third party help. Um, it sounds cool because Butterboy and I have talked about the fact that they'd, we'd like to see them do something else with the franchise uh, other than just the, the formula that we're so used to that uh, sometimes and we've seen it from certain generations it just gets uh, you know it gets bland it gets it gets overplayed and then like it, it takes a, gener- a, a generation to kind of like just reignite people to get excited around it again um but this is something completely different and it sounds really cool and it could really start to create you know in, in a franchise that has so much lore so much story so so many different things that you could focus on um to pull out a completely new angle that um we've never experienced before in, in a game setting um could be it could be amazing and if it really does end up being something like um you know breath of the wild and i would imagine because you're the pokemon company because you're the you know the people that you are that you have access to uh the people you know anybody that you want when it comes to the breath of the wild development uh team that yeah you really could pull something off here that could be fantastic so a little ways away and it'll be exciting to see some more but that i mean that was your big announcement for sure just uh i think it was unfortunate that we were we were expecting that this year was going to be a hold me over i just think the hold me over was a little was a little weak that's all yeah, the the one the biggest actual disappointment of the Pokemon presents for me was I wanted something to drop right then and there. There was that that Pokemon was it Pokemon Unites, which is that MOBA. I would have liked a date on that that was like now open beta is happening this month. I would have liked, hey, for the anniversary, we're putting uh ruby sapphire and emerald on the on the eShop because those haven't had a digital release maybe they did on the wii u because wii u had some gba games but just something to say hey you're a pokemon fan 
Here's something you can download right here and enjoy it on your Nintendo Switch this month to celebrate the anniversary. Instead of here's something you can spend $60 on in November or here's a game you're going to see next year. I mean, we have Pokemon Snap, but I would have liked to see some sort of eShop drop for something that was maybe just a port. Uh, would it would have been would have been fun to have. Yeah. Hey, still a better anniversary celebration than uh, than for Zelda. Oh, I, I, I'm a Zelda fan. Let's not get it twisted. More people. <laughs> Pokemon's a bigger franchise than Mickey Mouse. So, uh, <laughs> so, so, so it's it's one of those things like they had to celebrate Pokemon because Pokemon is like the most valuable intellectual property on the planet in modern times. So Pokemon is huge. Where Zelda, love it. It, it's not Pokemon. So. Yeah, true. All right. Well, uh, let us know what you think about the uh, Pokemon presentation and everything. You can uh, let us know in the Discord. So hop on in, join the Games Old Podcast channel, and let's talk more about Pokemon. But we're going to move into our next topic that Miggy has for us. So what are we talking about, Miggy? Well, did you guys know that there was a, a, a PlayStation State of Play that happened a day before Pokemon? Not till you text me today, and I had to watch it this <laughs> afternoon. So the thing I'll say about about this is that um, I didn't watch the play the the Pokemon event. Um, I did watch the state of play. I knew I was mo- I was more excited about Pokemon, and I didn't watch it. There we go. Yeah, I think I think that's where I'm at with this one. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh uh, well. Uh, Thursday we had uh, the PlayStation State of Play, and uh, they showed off. Uh, you know, they they showed off um some games, some games. Um, they spent a lot of times on things that we've seen before. Like starting off, they they started off with uh Crash. Uh, what was it Crash Bandicoot? It's about time. They did like a deep dive into that where they were showing like you know some story elements, some gameplay. Again, something we've seen before. It's getting ported to the PS5. Um, they just spent way too much time on it. I. I didn't care. I'm not. A, I'm not a Crash guy. I mean, if you, if you like Crash Bandicoot, then that's that's good for you. I just don't care. Miggy, they're adding the haptic feedback to Crash. They're adding they're adding the adaptive triggers to Crash. Sixty frames per second. Crash Bandicoot. PlayStation always got the bangers. And then after that, they uh <laughs> they should. <laughs> I just, I don't, I didn't care. I mean, expected, you know, like just say, hey, available now and, you know, all this stuff. But nah, we've seen it before. But um, what I did like, what did get me hyped, what did butter my biscuits was. Huh? I didn't want that. <laughs> buttered my biscuits. I didn't um, <laughs> is that we showed a lot of gameplay for Returnal. Returnal. And I, what did you I call can't. Me? <laughs> Returnal. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> it looks it looks it looks great. It's like one of those procedural uh, generated dungeons. Like every time you you die, um, it's like your character. The character still has a memory of like you know what happened, but the but the uh the dungeon stuff changes every time. And it's like as you're when you're on this navigating through this mysterious planet, you're also going to be encountering things from her past. Like they showed like a house from her like childhood or something just there. Like it clearly didn't belong. So um, I mean it looks creepy. Um, it, it's a it looks like it's a third person shooter. I can't wait. This is this is where oh, what changed my mind and like kind of made me want to get a PS5 first if I can get one. Um, is is Returnal? I really want to dive into this. So um yeah, this and playing Yakuza uh, like a dragon. 
uh, on PS5. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, did did did, did that do anything for you guys? Uh, Returnal. Returnal. It looks it looks cool, but I'm, I mean, I don't have a PlayStation Five. I'm not going to play it. The only reason why I care about Returnal is because House Mark made it. So, if you're familiar with House Mark, they they did. Um, a lot of your twin stick shooters that we that we fell in love with, like Super Super Stardust, uh, Delta, or whatever it was called, mm-hmm. and um, oh my god, why why am I blanking on their other game? Anyways, they were only known for that style of game, and then the last one they did, which didn't go over too well, they decided they were going to shift and they were going to make something bigger, and this is it, right? Like th- so, so once we finally started to learn about this project, I got more interested because I do like the developer. Um, it's not like a major announcement, but sure, like it was an okay. It was definitely good to get an yeah. update on it and to see more about it. Mm-hmm. So, Grim, weren't they the developer that like there was there was maybe some sentiments that they released about they maybe came across a little salty about people not wanting to play that style of shooter game like they did Rezogun. I want to say it was them or someone from them that came out and like was kind of salty about like people don't buy those kind of games or aren't willing to buy those kind of games anymore. I remember there being a little bit of salt. Yeah, exactly. That 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 was the salt. They did Super Stardust. They did Resogun. That was the other one I couldn't think of. Um, they've done uh, Dead Nation, which was another one that people had heard about. Um, but they made the 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 uh, the game that you're talking about where they kind of went belly up was uh, Next Machina. Yes. And I was really yeah. excited for that game and it just didn't do well. And that's when after that game, they made those announcements and they made those comments um, that they just can't, you know, they're, they're no longer are going to make those type of games because people aren't playing them. And I was like, you know, I was bummed out by that because I enjoyed their games. But uh, it did, you know, any time a company's going to expand and try something new. Uh, I, I was a huge Killzone fan, right? Uh, and, and with uh, with Guerrilla Games, so when they decided to create Horizon Zero Dawn, I was um, I was very shocked, but also like I was like very excited at the same time. To the point when once I played that game, I was like I didn't care about Killzone anymore. Just like I probably won't care about Resogun or anything like that if Returnal is really uh, you know as good as it, as it looks. They're really good at creating interesting worlds, and they did really well with a basic game creating interesting worlds and interesting enemies, and even even like a very light, you know, small story that was connected to these just twin stick shooters. So if you could do that there, what could you do in more of a full fledged like, hey, here's a story, here's something that we're actually going to tell? I feel like they have some people in place that are really um, talented, and I want to see them uh, expand on on that. So we'll see. Mm. Yeah, and uh, no, let's see. Uh, and then next up, oh, the, uh, we got a premiere trailer, uh, premiere uh, trailer for a uh, game from Slow Clap, the team that did uh, Absolver, uh, called Sifu. <laughs> I did the same thing, um, but it's it just it just looked like all out kung fu uh, action. It, it reminded me of um, I was about to say Taken, but not Taken. But uh, what was that? Uh, what was that one game they did on Legend of um, not game, but movie? That they uh legend um last wow. action podcast. last action podcast guys uh did not too long ago what was it um you're talking about man 
the Henry movie, whatever it was called. No, no, the, no. The guy that uh fought like went from the uh in in uh, like a hotel or motel or whatever apartment complex, and him and the SWAT team and they fought all the way from the ground floor up to the top floor, and it was like brutal like kung fu action. Oh yeah, um, I, I forgot the name of it, but I know, I know uh, what movie you're talking about. It's a it's yeah. a foreign film, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. But that's that's what it reminded me of. If you guys think about dropping in the in the chat over here on uh, on Twitch, but um, uh, the raid. The raid thank you, yeah, thank you, JJ. Uh, the raid. But that's the way it looked. That's how it looked. Um, and the whole like story, the whole premise behind this is you're on the path of vengeance, uh, trying to get revenge against this gang that killed your family. So you uh, so your character is it's got nothing but his kung fu and his magic pendant. Now the magic pendant is what brings him back to life every time he dies. But at the cost of of him like losing time, so he ages every time he dies. So once you like, if you die too much, you have to start the game all over again. But they showed him like you know going down the hallway doing some brutal kung fu action, and like towards the end of the game, he was like looked like the old old school seafood like from the old kung fu. He had the like top bun, the gray hair. He had the Fu Manchu going. Um, this got me hype, and I, I if it if it just comes to PlayStation, it's another reason why I have to get one. If not, hopefully I can get it on PC. But uh, that excited me. They're already advertising it on Epic Games, so. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, looks oh, it, it looks cool. I mean, you know these these are these are the announcements in this show that like were good. You know, like they were they were what they were. I, I want to see a little bit of the indie. I want to see a little bit of the smaller guys. And uh, you know, you're, and, and PlayStation's done a good job of, uh, mm-hmm. giving them a platform. Um, so none of this was like like you know absolutely blowing my mind but at the same time they, they were good announcements speaking of good announcements something that might hype uh i don't know the butter boy is looking forward to is um welcome to knockout city the uh it's it's uh the dodgeball battle royale i know you're all about the dodgeball life i'm not gonna lie when i watched what they showed off for this in the nintendo direct uh a week or two ago i was like yeah, I don't know about this. I don't know. Watching it again for for PlayStation, I was like, I don't know. It looks fun. If it's free to play and someone told me I want to play this, I'd probably download it and play it with them. I don't know if it's going to be free to play. I wouldn't pay money for it. But me either. I like dodgeball enough. Like it, it looks like it could be honestly a fun game to play, but I, I don't think I'd gamble 20 bucks on it. Yeah. The, the thing is, this is another one of those games they spent too much time on. Um, they 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 just focus on this way too much. It's like, hey, it's a dodgeball, it's a battle royale. You can become the dodgeball. Let's move on. I mean, the thing here is it's the next crossplay game, right? So this is this is different than than some of these other games that we've been focusing on, like uh, Destruction All Stars coming to PlayStation Five and in the PS Plus, you know, zone or whatever. This is um, an EA game. Okay, so take that or t- hate it or love it, whatever. But it's it is a Origins P- PlayStation, Xbox, Steam, Switch game. So already you're doing it like like a Fortnite, you know, in in the sense that like everybody's gonna play with everybody, and it allows you to build a an actual community no matter where you're at. So it's successful in that sense of when you don't do that, 
Destruction All Stars or something like this, and you and you wall it off into one little category, uh, and then it struggles a little bit, it dies quick, right? So I don't know. The reason why I think there's a lot of hype here is because Electronic Arts is trying to promote the hell out of it, so there was probably a lot of money thrown around, and then at the same time, they're they're going all in to try to grab the attention of a. Uh, another game coming to the market of Rocket League, of Fortnite, of these things, and it's not a battle royale. It's not a you know a soccer game with cars. It's it's a dodgeball. It's something different, right? It's uh you know so it it really could be something. It, this could blow up into something, or it could literally fade in in three months time. But I know the beta signups are happening right now. Uh, and I think I think it is it officially launching in May or something like that. I think I think so. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. You guys remember yeah. Ninjala? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> so that's a difference of Namco versus hmm. EA. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I, I tried to give that a chance and couldn't couldn't connect to a to a match. But I heard the fa- I heard the developer killed that game because they weren't updating enough or something. I don't know. They probably killed it because it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> It was fun. It just needed more game modes. But I digress. I digress. <laughs> uh, but next from the team that brought us a Hyper Light Drifter, um, we got a new game called uh, Solar Ash. Uh, it looked interesting. It was very colorful. Um, I know it's been, it's been uh, being released by uh, one of my uh, favorite uh, uh, developers or um, uh, teams, Anna Anna Pear. I can never pronounce it. <laughs> Well, but uh, they're the yeah. publisher. They're not the developer. The publisher. That's what I meant. I meant yeah. publisher. I got twisted over my words. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. They they have. I mean, they have a knack for picking up good, uh, interesting games. Uh, which is why you know I I, I enjoy that name. I think anybody. I mean, anybody would have picked this game up. Hyperlight Drifter won a bunch of awards when it came out. Mm-hmm. It was. It's a really good game, and we've all been waiting to see what they're gonna do next. This game looks. Right in the wheelhouse of of, of Hyperlight Drifter. I mean, you know, I think um, we're looking at another developer that's similar to, say, uh, Supergiant. You know, someone that that started to make a game, it, it worked really well. So they would they would alter it, but they didn't have to like recreate the mold, right? They they had a they had a baseline of what of how, what their games are, and that's what we're seeing here. And because of it, I think as long as the story's intriguing and, and the world building is cool. I think you're just, they're going to have another hit on their hands. Um, mm-hmm. These again, a good, it's a good announcement. And I, and I like seeing, uh, you know, announcements from these, uh, these aren't believe it or like, believe it or not, these, I still consider these guys indies, you know, they are indies. They're just, they're just on the bigger side of the indie uh, market. Consider them like a double a double A developer now. Yeah, maybe something. I guess yeah, something like that. Like, there's not really like I guess that that like definition of you know like I feel like you go from like indie to triple A games. Like like the in between <laughs> is kind of just a gray area where you're either still an indie or now you somehow become you know a major company <laughs> and um, you know but you know. <laughs> Either you're making games in your basement, <laughs> yeah, or yeah. you work in a giant tower. Yeah, there's like, right. Yeah, there's not a category for those people that have ten employees. Yeah, but right. we could, we could call them double A, I guess. Sure, you know, but um, that they, they fall in that middle, and we're looking forward to what that next, what that um, I look at Hyper Light Drift Drifter as like their major success. You know, even if they had some games before they, or maybe they worked on some games, uh, before. 
like hyper light drifter is really like was really like their moment so this is this is that follow-up right this is their that's you know and we always look at like what companies do from like even like flow to journey you know from from back in the day and it was like we watched we watched a fun game turn into a game and i know some people will argue this but we turned into an indie game that one game of the year and and a sophomore you know effort that was better than than what they launched so and that's not an easy thing to do so to watch what they're going to do after hyper light drifter which was up in in it was up for major awards that year um is very intriguing yeah yeah um and speaking of intriguing, uh, I, a series that I haven't paid that much attention to, I, I'm familiar with, with it, but uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, this one is uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach uh, showed more of the gameplay for that. Um, this one, it's looking more like a survival horror. It intrigued me, but again, it didn't It didn't excite me like, oh my gosh, I need to play it. But, um, you know, definitely intriguing. I'll wait till it, till it hits, um, you know, PlayStation Plus before I... Uh, Give it some time. Zero percent intrigue. <laughs> Don't care about the franchise at all. Um, I know kids are really into it, so you know maybe it'll drive some. Like it's as dark and creepy as this game is. It's crazy, like the young crowd that that's pulled to this game. So, um, and that's and that's not just this game. That's like the franchise. Like that, the franchise just is pretty messed up and weird. And uh, mm. but the crowd's young, so like it's um, I don't know. It's weird, but. Not for me. Thank you for letting me know because if I play it, I won't stream it. <laughs> um, let's see. Next up, uh, another game that they spent way too much time on was Odds World Soulstorm. Uh, that got a release date of, of April sixth. I mean, but I again another game. I don't. I mean, I don't care about. It. I know a lot of people liked it back in the day for PS One. I just it did nothing for me. And this, it, we, this is our third time seeing it. Yep. I, I too, like I had it, I had it going on my phone, like while I was working just to like watch it. And I was like, damn it. I don't want to hear about odd world. And I was like, I'd literally rather pay a hundred percent attention to the dumb thing I was doing at work. than even think about odd world whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I'm tired of hearing about this game. We've seen it now on the last three events of Sony and enough already you don't need to spend a lot of time on this other than give us a date and say it's coming out and the fan base that that does exist for this game already knows yep both of those people know <laughs> i was going to say three but that went down to two jeez <laughs> um another game that um that we came a new title um kenya bridge of spirits um they um they 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 spent a lot of time on this, which I I enjoyed. It was very colorful. It looks like something that uh, Pixar might have might have uh, put out. But uh, I'm very intrigued uh, about this game. We found out more about the world, um, you know, like some of the combat and everything. Um, I'm I'm super excited. Can't wait to get uh, to get my hands on this. Another thing that sold me on a PS5, unless it comes to PC. <laughs> it, it was it was really pretty. It looked really adventurous and fun. Not not necessarily in my wheelhouse, but I I. I just think it does look like it's probably going to be a fun video game. Yeah. Uh, Kenya Bridge of Spirits also advertised on Epic Game Store. So. <laughs> Get out of here. Well. <laughs> I, I remember uh, the reason why I bring this up is I remember when we first learned about this game 
and several other games and they were like PS5 or PS you know PS5 exclusive and things like that and they were like but then like it said and PC and PC and PC so it's just not coming to Xbox folks but if you want to go play it on the PC side you can um I remember this game it was um it looked very interesting the the initial the initial video that we saw was um was cool it kind of I guess Pixar would be is a good example of it, but it looked really cool. I mean, it it looked like a new IP that actually interested me. So to mm-hmm. to get some more information on it, cool. And um, yeah, I mean that's that's all I really had to say about it. Ember Ember Lab is the uh, the developer that, um, and I don't I'm not, I'm not familiar with Ember Lab, so I don't know if there's anything that's like they're very well known for, but. Um, it's a self it's developed and then self published by Ember Lab, so that's why I'm curious to see how it how it ends up playing out. But uh but yeah, I mean looks cool. Yep. Yeah, it it, it does. Um and uh what was that next up we saw uh they they did a super like uh you know deep and in, in, uh dive into uh deja vu but that's his next title uh which now that i'm seeing a lot more of it it actually looks like um oh my gosh the name of the game I, I'm, I'm having a brain fart too uh like you guys um the one where you uh go around and killing people from the shadows and when you killed it affected the city and it made it like darker and all that move on move on all right moving on right (laughs) exactly wait hold on i'm curious now what game was that where what system was that on uh it was on pc xbox and um ps4 evil within nope uh (sighs) Uh, dishonored. dishonored dishonored that's oh, what it dishonored. is man yeah. your description of dishonored is really jacked Jeez. up <clears throat> yeah okay yeah dishonored got it that's what it you remi- know, that's what it reminds with you of yeah it reminded me of a dishonored battle royale i mean when you when you look at the abilities and what and whatnot um except for the well i don't know if this is one of the abilities but like kind of like with, with rewinding time and all that but um, I mean, it still looks fun. I mean, not fun enough for me to drop sixty bucks on the play. Uh, the music though, the music was a solid banger. It was a hot James Bond esque track, which I immediately looked up like right when it was over with and played it about fifty seven uh, times. But um, yeah, looks fun. Tired of seeing about it. Uh, would give us a date and uh, let's let's move on. We've been hearing about. It. I think this is like what the third or fourth time we we've seen this. So yeah, just drop it. Just drop it. Yeah, get your last Bethesda games out before they go completely uh, exclusive to Microsoft and let's move on with our lives. Yep. By the way, Kenna looks like it might be their first game, and which would make sense why mm-hmm. I haven't heard of Ember Lab before. Mm. Yeah, their website said that they uh, have typically been an animator. The animator. Done anima- exactly. Animation work. And that's one of the reasons it looks so pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they are using the new, uh, they are using the new uh, Unreal Engine to build this game which is that's intriguing and it's very intriguing also another reason it looks so pretty <laughs> yeah <laughs> and finally finally which um this uh this was unexpected for me i mean my boy was telling me rumors and, and stuff uh about it i just didn't know it was going to be dropped here but we've got a final fantasy 7 uh upgrade for the ps5 
five and not only not only are they upgrading the, the graphics which you know it looks like a tiny upgrade i mean it was already beautiful but we're also getting a two or uh we're getting a dlc for another uh chapter or two featuring uh yuffie 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 <laughs> i always mispronounce her name but um but yeah, it was pretty cool. We're going to get to play as her and an, I believe a new character. Um, I forgot his name as well. But um, yeah, it's, it's going to be super excited. They showed off some more, some villains from Dirge of Cerberus. And they showed off some elements from um, Crisis Core. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I didn't buy it physical for the... Um, for the ps4 due to the pandemic it was like the early times uh, of the pandemic so when we were still afraid to go out um go out of the house um and all that so i bought it digitally and i said i was gonna buy a physical and i'm just gonna wait buy it physical for the ps5 and um i way i could have it in my collection but um yeah it was it was a nice way to end in the show to end a tepid um showing but uh yeah i i actually got a little little excited Cool. But uh, yeah, I know you guys are. I, I know you guys are Final Fantasy guys. But no, this, time out. I'm a I'm a Final Fantasy fan. I I own okay. plenty of Final Fantasy games. My my thing about this is is that for for a show, okay, not not mm-hmm. because of final, not because of the content, but for a mm-hmm. show to end on DLC and and another and yet here we are again with a PS5 uh, enhancement. Um, like it just to me is like. I'm just like that. That's your show ender. Like where, like you could have. I don't even need a date. I don't even need. I don't need anything. But you could have teased. I don't know. Horizon Forbidden Silent, West. You Silent Hill. Silent. Well, Silent Hill. But like things that were already in. They were already super mm-hmm. announced. Horizon Forbidden West, a game that's supposed to come out this year. Now there's rumors are saying because it wasn't in the show and everything is that it's gonna get delayed out out of 2021. But we don't know that yet. But uh, you know, you could have you could have given another tease for God of War. You could have like there's like there was like that's what you know. I remember a couple, uh, maybe a day or two days before the show, I was hanging out on stream and I was talking to somebody that you know is a, is a big PlayStation fan, and we were like, we were like, we're definitely gonna like, well he was actually like, we're going to hear about all this. And I was like, I don't like, I'm like, the show's on the show was only what a half hour. It wasn't, it, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't even that big of a show. So I was like, because of the length of the show, we're going to hear about one. I go, and I'm going to pick horizon forbidden West because it's a game that's, you know, that we're, we're supposed to get this, this year. And so I was like, we need to find out something about this game. And so when I, uh, when I heard that they ended up with, with DLC for Final Fantasy VII Remake, and of course, yes, some enhancement stuff, I was like, wow, this is, this was just, you know, like, that's, it's a r- little rough, like, again, maybe they follow up because we're, we're, we're in March now, so, you know, we're talking, uh, what, three months to, um, to PAX East, which is scheduled right now. Don't know if it'll actually last or not, but right now PAX East is still scheduled for June. E3 has canceled its um, in-person show, but they're still obviously developing the digital side of the show. So there's going to be announcements in your E3 bubble right around June. So like that is really where we, I mean, we're, we're used to expecting the big announcements there. Um, so maybe that's when Sony's just saving it and they gave us a little, just a little show here. But when I hear state of play, I was expecting something because this is the first state of play since the PS5 launch, I believe. 
Exactly. And yep. so I was just expecting a little bit more out of it. Yeah, first first state of play since it launched the first of the year. I mean, they should have definitely brought the brought the heat. Um, I mean, this was just overall, it was just a, a, a disappointing showing. There was some 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 great points to pick out of it, but uh, I mean, I like how Nintendo did their did their direct. I mean, they they started with the fire, you know, with the with the new character. Then it kind of dipped in the middle, you know, with with some of the stuff, but then it ended on a on a high note. Mm-hmm. But this was just all. Yeah, this could have been this could have been summed up in an email. <laughs> yeah, it'll be really interesting because now we're, there's talks of uh, Microsoft coming through with the show here mm-hmm. very soon, and this will be a big tell for us if Microsoft kind of has a similar like dud in my because that's how I kind of look at this as a dud. Um, then it just is it's just showing us the struggle that these companies are having right now through pandemic, through restrictions, through all these things to make sure that they're that these these products and announcements and, and demonstrations are ready. And so um, I expect Microsoft to come out and, you know, I'm going to, I'm normally, I'm usually very hype and expecting a lot. I kind of expect Microsoft to come out and have a similar show to Sony. Uh, and that's just simply because these, their games, the games aren't ready. And, and though the companies didn't want to be upfront and honest that they were struggling during pandemic mm-hmm. and quarantine, we've seen it time and time again from, I don't care what game you want to pick, Cyberpunk 2077, uh, you know, Halo Infinite, you know, rumors are forbidden, uh, Horizon Forbidden West now. It, does, it doesn't seem like there's any uh, developer that hasn't been affected. And, you know, we're, we're looking at the fact that even Cyberpunk right now is just delayed their big patchwork because of all the remote users can't access the, to work because of a cybersecurity event that happened at their, at their, you know, uh, building. So, uh, their network, I should say. So, you know, it just, I, I'm not mad at Sony. I'm just, I was a little bummed. I was hoping for more, and I think similar to Nintendo, I was like Nintendo, like I agree with you. Nintendo did better as far as like staging their a big announcement, filling it in with some indie stuff and some lesser stuff, ending with some big bang stuff. But, you know, and people mm-hmm. wanted more. They, always people want more. Oh, yeah. But um, but I think, um, you know, Sony just kind of put out a little a, a little show that. But they did, and once again, Sony does this a lot. They didn't prepare people for it. You know, Sony has so much hype, and there's so much excitement around the PS5, and there's so much, you know, uh, uh, supply shortages and high demand and all this stuff. So if you're going to release your first state of play after your system come out, which thousands and, shit, not even thousands, millions of people have yet to be able to get the product they want, you might want to just pump the brakes a little bit and say, hey, we're doing this show. It's really going to be focusing on a lot of indies. And, uh, you know, you're not going to hear from our major our major studios at this show. We're saving that for later this year. You, you make that I, statement and all this goes away and we all talk about how it was an OK show. I think other than that, too, um, them addressing if they're doing anything um, with the with the system shortages, like how they're you know what they're doing to make sure that they get them in in our hands. I mean, a nice little statement for uh, regarding that would have been nice to start off with. That is, if they're doing anything, 
It could have been nice. I think part of that is that I think people, companies like Sony and Microsoft almost can't make that statement because they are, mm. they are at the mercy of other companies and those companies are at the mercy of another company. And it's just supply chain right now that is just falling apart because we, you can't get the pieces you need to manufacture whatever part it is that you need in your box. Mm. I mean, this comes down to, you know, I, I work in the automotive field during the day. We're, we're watching car, entire factories factories get shut down because they can't get the computer chips to put inside the car for for the car so like they're literally reducing manufacturing of vehicles to try to limp along these factories to maintain their their operation so like it's bad across the board and when you look at a video game system, it has a GPU in it, which right now we know is the hardest thing in the world to get a hold of. But in, but when you break that down even more, it's it's the it's the it's the memory chips. It's it's it comes down to those the ingredients that it takes to even manufacture that one device you need inside of your system that has many pieces that you can't even get a hold of. So, um. Yeah, Sony could have came out and said something like that, just like Microsoft or whoever could, and NVIDIA's tried to, but like I think the problem is, is that they don't want to make a statement that, that that in 30, 60, 90 days doesn't isn't true. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I don't think they really have a true forecast on what that looks like. And that's the problem, is they can't they can't create a proper prediction or estimate um this year. And that's why they've said these things are gonna be hard to find throughout 2021 they haven't been able to focus it any better um but again just coming out and and making some sort of statement like that mixed in with the fact that we're saving some of our stuff for e3 or whatever and um you know and maybe just having some transparency around some of the struggles these people are having that people like i people like us all three of us work in it in some form or fashion and we get it. We understand the the um, difficulties that have been added to our daily tasks. So to imagine what people are doing, developing games that, you know, take seven years to develop or whatever, like you can imagine they have to be impacted, you know, but the, mm-hmm. the you know, the common gamer, the common fan uh, doesn't they, they don't necessarily think that way. And so for you to just give them a little bit of direction, give them a little bit of understanding could go a long way. So. Mm-hmm. yep yep but that pretty much uh wraps it up for what uh for uh the playstation event so yeah hop in the uh the discord and uh let us know your thoughts Grim? yeah so i mean uh we're, we've already gone over our one hour mark i'm not going to go too crazy into another topic uh we were going to talk about how the ps5 is um being found that it's capable of mining cryptocurrency um, well, I think it, that'll be a good thing to save for maybe next show because we don't know a lot yet and maybe we'll know more in a week and we can break it down better that way. But, uh, I do want to just say thank you to everyone that contributed, that shared, that talked about that, that whatever was involved in the, um, love for little victors, the CS Mott charities, uh, charity event that went on for CS Mott children's hospital. Uh, obviously that we're in the whole month of February. Um, I know myself as a streamer, Player One Miggy as a streamer, and many others all participated, and we've all raised money for this. But what I want to say is thank you to everybody, and I want to give you a final a final readout of where we're at, and that is we had a goal at the beginning of February of fifty thousand dollars to raise for the CS Mott Children's Hospital. 
Uh, as of today, as I'm speaking right now, from what I looked up, we uh, finished at $76,000, over $76,000. So, so give yourself, you know, give yourself a, uh, a pat on the back and, and a big thank you from here, us here at GameZilla. A uh, big thanks from us personally. Uh, this is something that we were, we all were very passionate about. And um, I just, uh, I'm super glad that we were able to not only meet our goal, but just destroy it. And a uh, huge shout out to Kroger, huge shout out to Delta Airlines. Those were two of the groups that came through and, and, and really uh, loved what, what we were doing. And so they they matched our donations, and that's really what helped us a ton to generate so uh, ex, you know an extra amount of uh, money here. Um, but yeah, uh, great time. Um, people, I know people J, JJB cool. A lot of you got to meet him uh, on a past podcast. Um, the leader, the manager of of the team at CS Mott Children's Hospital, got to talk about everything they do there. And um, you know this won't be the, you know we will work with them again in the future. But uh, we were just super, super happy that we were able to uh, to be a part of this. So thank you, and uh, congrats, everybody. We 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 really did something amazing in February. So so those are the topics of this show. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a, I think a quick gaming moment of the week. I would like to do still. So I'm gonna just kick it right over to Butterboy and uh, go ahead, Butterboy. Gaming moment of the week. Grim ruined my life. By creating <laughs> the stress of the Fortnite grind. He knows I'm a Mandalorian guy. He knows I'm a Star Wars fan. He's like, yeah, here's this Mando skin. But listen, if you want all of it, you got to collect all the armor pieces. All you want. You want Grogu? You want Baby Yoda? Better get 100 levels deep, bitch. And so you, <laughs> you know. Wow. That's the conversation we had. I, I'm sorry to Basically. expose you like that. Yeah. Um, and so going after the grind obsessing over it like i can't sleep at two in the morning and i'm thinking about shotguns and building and like crazy stuff involving Fortnite. i i get to level 73 and i'm looking at the next two weeks and go can i make it to level 100 can i achieve this in the next two and a half weeks grim tells me yes i can do it my leveling has been slowing down. My stress level has been increasing. And I told myself, you know what? It's now or never, because after I cross over level 75, I can't do that buyout 25 levels at a discounted price. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and eliminate the stress of the grind for the next two weeks. Buy out, get the rest of the armor, get the rest of the skins. Sell out. 100. Sell out. I, I, I felt dirty. I felt like I cheated. I'm not going to lie, but I don't feel good about it. But what I do feel good about is not having stressed about Fortnite since Friday when I bought up the last few levels of the past, still playing it, still going for one of the, the special man cake skins now uh, over level 100. Uh, so still having fun with the game, but it, it did take out the like, how am I going to get XP today? Like I was doing the like sitting creative mode for 75 minutes a day to get 6,000 XP for every 15 minutes. Like I was doing that oh, wow. every day to try and like get as close as possible. And now I can relax and live a life again. And I feel like I'm completely obsessed with Fortnite. So I'm um, going to start the next one on day one and the stress won't happen to me. Nice. It's a good point. I mean, it's a good plan. I, I like that that um, you're playing that day one jump in because that tells me that my investment, um, <laughs> yeah. my hard work, 
um, you know, it all paid off. So, you know, I want to thank, I want to thank me. Okay. I want to yeah. thank me. Oh. I want to thank me for being me. Um, you know, so, uh, <laughs> I want to thank me for all the hard work. <laughs> for peer pressuring me into being a Fortnite guy after years of I wanna, trying. I want to thank me did. for giving more than I receive. I, I, I just want to thank me. <laughs> Man, the Kanye West of Gainesville podcast here, Grim. I think I pretty much just ripped off a Snoop Dogg quote right there, but you know, that, it's uh, all yeah. good. I made a TikTok post a while ago and it was that, that audio and I mm-hmm. like it a lot. So I just, you know, I just think I deserve it. You know, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. You Fortnite pro now. My, the first hit is free. We know, I mean, yeah. Like so, so I know you haven't done it yet. You haven't joined Fortnite Crew, have you? No, but I'm I'm doing the financial math of should I jo- join it for the next pass? Because I'm like, well, you get the, the I'm already gonna spend like yep. the money on the pass. I might yeah. as well do the month of the crew to get the bonus skin and the V bucks. Yep, probably gonna happen. <laughs> You, if you're listening to this show, if you're not watching us live on twitch.tv slash gamezilla media, the the head shake and shoulder shrug we just got was like of, of complete <laughs> defeat. It, it just 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 sadness. Sadness like, across all, the entire body of Butterboy right there. Yeah. <laughs> His soul it's is crushed. Probably, it's probably gonna happen. <laughs> have, have you have you shown any money for any of the care any of the uh the, the characters like uh Ripley and Alien and um No. I can't think of any other butter approved um characters you know, that you might yeah, like. The big, the big know, one was I, the I've sharks. obviously thought about it. The big yeah, one was the shark. The shark, co- the shark costumes are good. What I want is a shark skin that's more beastly, more sharkly, opposed to yeah. a person in a onesie. Yeah. So like personal. we've seen like so like there's an example of like so Snow Foxy, a good friend of mine, a fellow content creator, she has a, a skin I bought her that of like an actual like fox that's been like converted into like a two legged like being. And then there's like last month's Fortnite crew, which was like a chick inside of like a fox outfit. And that's what the sharks were. It was just a onesie that you're wearing, right? It was cute. But like if yeah. you had something that was street shark esque, you know, like the TV show Street Sharks, if it was get something that like out. that, guaranteed day one buy. Yeah. Day one buy. Yeah. And I guarantee if, by the time I sign on, it'd already be gifted to me because you'd have to run with a pack. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta have a school of sharks. Yeah. That would he be would, awesome. He wouldn't even give me the opportunity of a decision. I'd just have it. <laughs> be, like, be, like, be like, you know, you know how to queue, you know how to queue up when we're playing. <laughs> yeah, when we play, this is the skin you use, or I'm not playing with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't say Jawsome after every kill, we're not friends anymore. So, <laughs> so, Epic, you want my money? Make a Street Shark skin. Yep, yep. So, all right. Well, uh, Miggy, what about you? Gaming moment of the week. Man, yeah, uh, Butterboy, they're getting my money with these uh, with these Harley Quinn skins. They they keep dropping. So, <laughs> but uh, I don't, you know, nothing nothing really gaming related. Um, I just spent uh, my birthday weekend. Um, just Happy trying birthday, to get Miggy! Some, or, thank you, thank you, thank it's you. Your birthday, Miggy! <laughs> oh boy! Happy birthday, Miggy! <laughs> oh, but I spent the uh, the weekend just um, trying to get some furniture, get the uh, get the old uh, gaming. Uh, room together uh i got some uh some shelves uh uh to put together to display the old uh, gaming collection and gundam collections and then uh i bought a my first gaming desk so that should be coming uh sometime this week uh be excited to be able to spread out so i can actually um uh work stream and work on my uh model kits like all at the 
same time because I have the room to spread out. But um, hopefully, looking forward to probably going to grab a um, another webcam and mount it over the head so I can start streaming that. But um, yeah, just uh, gaming furniture didn't have much chance to do any gaming this weekend outside of Fortnite. So um, yeah, yeah, that's that's been it. Cool. Cool. Well, um, you know, gaming moment of the week for me, it would be my 24 hour stream. The first one I've ever done. Um, you know, obviously we talked about the charity event. It just ended. So uh, on the last couple days of the month, I decided we hit our goals uh, for our, our individual earnings that we raised. We hit our stretch goals. So I said I would do a 24 hour stream only if like something was really important. And so when when JJ was playing games one night with us, he's like, perfect. You could do it in February at our event. And I was like, <laughs> well, it doesn't get much more important than that. So you know what? Yes, that's when we're going to do it. So anyways, we hit our goals. We, we got to uh, February 26th and I went from uh, Friday at 1 30 PM to Saturday at 1 30 PM. And uh, I can tell you that I don't ever want to do it again. Um, it was incredibly difficult. I, I thought I would do better. Uh, I've, I've streamed like 16 hour streams before as like probably was my best, my best stream before this is our longest stream before this, I should say. And so when I hit the 20th hour and, and I had four left, I hit a, I hit a wall that was just incredibly difficult for me to fight through to the point where I wasn't, I, I almost, there was multiple times in my head. I'm like, I think it's time to throw the towel in and just, you know, be happy with what we did. Now, um, we worked through it and I want to thank everybody that hung out. Like I had seven, I had some people that were there the entire time. They spent the 24 hours with me. Now, mind you, they could have like obviously gone and done a few things or, but, but they were close enough to the PC that any time that I said something, they, you know, with a slight delay, they were there. And so uh, people that gamed with me all night, thank you. And we had a lot of fun. We played Valorant, we played Rocket League, and we played a lot of Fortnite. And so I figured like, hey, I'm doing a 24-hour stream. This is a great excuse to play way too much Fortnite to keep my level growing as I'm trying so hard to get to these zero-point skins um, this season. And and it's going to be, it's still going to be difficult to get there, but um if you don't know what the zero point skins are, after you finish the battle pass, the next, uh, what, to the next 50, the uh, next 150 levels are special versions of the skins that you got in the battle pass. So, like, if you're a fan of Mancakes, like we all are here, um, Mancakes has a Sapphire edition, a Topaz edition, and then a zero point edition. And so those are, they're, they're like these crystallized looking editions of the skin that are just your only way of getting them is by just exceeding these levels and just grinding. So, um, yeah, I just, for me, I'm really into the fact that I, you know, man cakes is the one I really want. So if I can get to 220, then I'll have it. Um, I'm currently at like 165. So it's going to be difficult because my quests are pretty much all gone. So I don't have these XP boosts. Um, that I used to have. So we'll see. We'll see uh, how it all goes. But it's been a ton of fun. And the 24 hour stream was amazing. And just uh, wanted to thank everybody for uh, hanging out with me and get, and helping me uh, get through it. You know, when I, I remember when I closed off at the end of the night or well, in the afternoon of Saturday, um, I was pretty emotional. I was like having a hard time, like not and part of it was sleep deprivation. But part of it was just the fact that like we did it. 
Uh, we should all be, you know, we were, I was really proud of what we've been able to accomplish. And um, yeah, I mean, it just was a, it's a, another highlight moment of, of my streaming career. And just, uh, you know, in this, in this day and age where we're, some of us are very stuck, I'm stuck in my house, um, you know, being high risk that like, it's my, this felt so good to give back and to be, to feel like I had additional purpose and was able to be, um, you know, useful. So, but, um, yeah, other than that, I just want to make a quick note that I got my brand new monitor. Um, and I got to use that on the 24 hour stream and I absolutely love it. So that's my new piece of tech that I like to throw into these stories. Sometimes it's a 27 inch Samsung, um, Odyssey G7. And it is uh, it is my new favorite piece of tech on my desk. The thing is gorgeous. I'm so, I was a little worried about spending the money on it, considering I didn't know how much better it would be than what I had. And boy, was I wrong. It is really, really nice. So if you want to know more, I'll tell you more in the Discord, or you can hop into one of my streams and ask me whatever you want. But I'm not going to waste any more time. This was our attack. Uh, uh, well, this was our gaming moments of the week, and uh, you know, thanks for hanging out on episode three hundred and forty-nine. One more time, we want to thank our patrons. Yeah, thank you so much to everyone who supports us at Patreon.com/slash/GamesInTheMedia. If you enjoyed the show today, please consider throwing us at least a buck a month. It helps us immensely. Uh, it ain't it ain't cheap running a podcast, so we appreciate it, and we also appreciate everyone on there who also supports the Last Action Podcast, Noobs and Dragons, and the Legend of Retro Podcast. Listen to all those shows the same place you listen to the Gamezilla Podcast, as well as GamezillaMedia.com. Yep. So thanks again, everybody. We really appreciate your support, and uh, for everybody that tuned into the live stream every Monday night, thank you so much. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Media. If you're not here, then you know maybe we'll see you next Monday. But uh, thanks for hanging out. Remember, you, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming entertainment. And until next time, game on. Game on. Game on.